week. Fly. So uh, wait, is this was that week ten or week eleven? All right, that was week ten. Like every They're time fly. I get mixed up on right at the beginning of the shows. What's up, everybody? Happy Victory Monday to all those winning teams out yeah. there. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> my team won. My team won the season series against the Washington Commanders. Banks were closed on Terry McLaurin. Congrats, man. <laughs> Congrats, Alex. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Huge victory Monday. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, please make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button. And our Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, you know what to do. Drop those ratings. It's another Monday, and that means Kenny McAndrews is here. What's up, baby? How was the weekend? How was your week? What's up? Dude, you better enjoy this Victory Monday because I don't know how many you're going to get the rest of this year and maybe even into next year. So just just remember what it feels like. Stay humble. Enjoy it. Take it in because you're, you're, you're not going to get many of them, man. But uh, hey, a win's a win. Let's go. A win is a win. We got three games that Kenny wants to cover today. Starting off with the Detroit Lions in uh, a Jared Goff, like, shocking Ooh. performance. But defense is able to prevail again we saw the big speech from dan campbell big win at home for the lions moving to eight and two again we touched on it last week this team is still far and away away from the the eagles on top of this nfc but i i, I swear it's a good win eight and two 31 26 at home against the bears but again if you're a lions fan i gotta be scared there's zero reason that this game against the justin field bears at home should have been that close what do you got kenny so like I, I think there's a couple of different ways to look at this, right? Uh, obviously, if you're a Lions fan, you you would prefer them to to take care of business in a game like this. But I, I think you can find you can find positives in a win like this. I mean, when it's all said and done, this is a game that they had absolutely no business winning. Uh, I think the Bears had I think in, in in 60 minutes of total time of possession, the Bears had the ball for 40 minutes, and I think Jared Goff threw three picks. Like it's borderline impossible for the Lions to end up winning that game and they did so I think you can have you, you can take something away from that yeah it was ugly but hey man when when you win the games that you're probably supposed to lose that's just a good omen for sort of you know what kind of team you are and how you handle adversity and I'll say this you know I I, I said last week that I still look at them as as a as a clear step below the Eagles and again not disrespecting them anyway it's just I you know the I, I'm not I'm not going to bed fearing the the Lions I'm starting to get a little scared just oh. to, just a bit just a bit, uh, look, their offense, their defense is going to be their kryptonite. I think any game against them is just going to be, it's always going to be a shootout here. But the one aspect of their offense that is is starting to is starting to freak me out a little bit, dude. Like, they were already humming. If Jamison Williams continues to, to play the way that he's been playing throughout the rest of the season, I mean, it, it's going to make this team literally impossible to defend. You know, he had a really slow start. You know, he was, I think, suspended for gambling, came back uh, week three or four. And even last year, when he came when he came back from from injury, he had he had a bunch of really really bad drops. He was in the quote unquote you know bust territory. And then the last couple of weeks, man, his, his entire mindset's changed. He he had a touchdown last week that was called back because of a penalty. You remember that David Montgomery like awesome TD run? He had a killer block that mm-hmm. essentially sprung him, I think, with 30 yards to go. And Dan Campbell has said like he feels like he's one of the guys. His confidence has skyrocketed in the last couple of weeks, and when confidence matches the talent that he so clearly has, it just makes this offense that much more scary. And if, and again, if, if, if he's playing at a level that he's capable of playing, it's, it's impossible to stop this team. So again, I, I still, I still like where my Eagles are at and we can talk about them uh, in a bit ahead of the Monday night football game tonight, but even in a really ugly 31 26 win against the bears at home, that again, they should have handled a lot differently. I think if you're a lions fan, you can just sort of exhale, be thankful you won a game you should have lost and know that the upside of your offense is literally through the roof if Jamison Williams continues the ball. Well, the upside for the uh, Moonshot Discord yesterday was that plus 330 catch Jamison Williams. So there you go. You got your guy in the touchdown there. Dude, we needed that one too, man. It was an, it was an ugly ugly first half of the day, and then Jamison Williams catches his yards uh, and a tutty late, late uh, 1 o'clock slate. I thought, we, I thought he might backdoor a second one too, I'll be honest. I was, I was <laughs> yeah, lost in the last drive, drive. Yeah, praying no. for it. Honestly, and you kind of changed my perspective too about this win for the Lions because I was like a little, I was hating a little bit just how it looked. But you do have to get the gritty wins, and we were highlighting that about the Eagles, so I do have to give them their props for that. I am sick for Justin Fields because he came to Motown and showed his ass. He played a hell of a game. I think it was like damn near 300 total yards. People on Twitter were saying he was killing them with his legs last year. I looked at it, didn't play it. He did have another 100 yard rushing game. I think the one play I liked the most when it was like the first half. They had DJ Moore in skinny post. He missed it, overthrew it. 
Second half, third quarter, it was an extremely clutch play. Stepped up in the pocket, avoids Aiden Hutchinson, hits DJ Moore again. I think the same exact play in the on a button, perfect pass. That was a dime. That was I would, a dime. It was. I'm sick he couldn't get that dub. But it, at the same time, like, it, I do have to look at it different, differently for the Lions because it's so easy to be deflated in a game like this. What the fuck was Jared Goff looking at? Like, even the whole team, there's a point. The first one was bad. The second one was bad. And then, like, there's a third one. I feel like the whole team, like, they didn't do it. But it's so easy to be like, all right, like, what the fuck? Like, Justin Fields is hooping. My guy can't see the field. Like, what is going on here? And, dude, if you're a Bears fan, isn't, isn't, this, a, isn't this a win-win? Like, yeah. your, your, franchise, your franchise quarterback looked great. I mean, with all the, the weird doubt about what you know, the, the future of this team and Fields. Fields came back after injury and, and did everything he needed to do for them to win this game. Uh, and the the tank is still on. You still maintain <laughs> your immaculate draft, your immaculate draft positioning. If the season ended right now, they would have the first pick from the Panthers. They would have the fourth pick. I don't think Bears fans want to win this game. No. And uh, it, it generally looks like Eberflus is is playing to lose. Like the the way in which he coached this game with the lead. Like the only the only logic I can think of is ownership says we want to lose games for better draft positioning because otherwise there's no excuses for what he did to Justin Fields in the second no. half. So. Fields look great. Bears fans, things are looking up. You're going to have a bunch of picks next year. And uh, I don't know. I, st- I still think Fields is the guy, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I also, I mean, you touched on the the defense as well. Before we move on, I just got to say, like, Aiden Hutchinson was an absolute dog yeah, yesterday. Right. Dan Campbell gave him, like, the light. You know, you think about a, a young guy on this team that's now taking on a big leadership role. Just seeing him in the locker room in that press, in that at, before the press conference and all that kind of stuff, just talking with the team and the leadership. And he's like, you know, one week at a time. Well, I feel really special about this. I feel really good about this one week at a time. And it's just like, win on three, win on me. You know, one, two, three, win. Like, the, I like the, going on in Motown. There's something going on. I mean, it's like, hey, something's going on in Detroit right now at, at eight and two. But a, a solid win there. Like you said, sloppy win, ugly win. Now, before we get into this um, this Packers and Chargers game and that shit show um, of Brandon Staley's coaching uh, career in <laughs> Los Angeles, I want to touch on first quickly the – uh, George Kittle, again, you know how to find these tight ends in these correct again. spots. Dalton Kincaid, I I tweeted at you last week, like a, a tw- just an ugly way after a good first half of that Monday night game, and then like just missed it again this week. Uh, but George Kittle, this is now back-to-back weeks. You hush, find hush. guys that can go on stretches, and these are two separate guys that have now gone on streaks of catching this plus – uh, this plus, I think, plus 600, plus 600 at 25 plus yards in both halves. Nice catch there, Kenny. They, again, George Kittle, friend of the program, did it back to back weeks. And dude, it, 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 I really think like it's it's about finding these guys that are just in a, in a great w- rhythm right now. I mean, Kittle has done this now sweat free back to back weeks. I mean, he caught he he cashed this like two minutes into the third quarter. Didn't even have to worry about it. So I just. Look, man, it's, it's been an up-and-down year, betting the NFL for sure, but this market is just one that we're having a lot of fun with, and I, I, I believe in the value. I, I think you're getting way too much juice for you know guys that do things in both halves, and we should have hit a second one. We'll get into the, the, the Jerry Judy uh, 30 each half. That's one of, that, that might be the grossest L I've taken this year, just in terms of the way that it unfolded. We'll get to that game in a bit because that one hurt, but shout-out to George Kittle. Shout-out to George Kittle. Yeah, and while we're on the topic of that, just touch on a little bit of BD and this uh, – in these live NBA props, I know we know we obviously know it's a football show, Unreal. going over reaction show, but got to touch on this Unreal. streak and what's going on in the moonshots. So everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, man, it's, it, I I appreciate you letting me just give him some shout here before we got on the show. I said, dude, give me a minute to just talk about BD because I just I'm I'm legitimately speechless by the run that, th- that that this guy is on. Look, he's a he's a Philly guy through and through. We're trying to we're trying to grow his following. We just got him over two thousand followers, so go follow him at BD two one five. Dude, he is just he is dialed in with NBA live bets right now. Like the NBA is just it's it's a it's a weird league. It's very volatile. Coaches do stuff that makes you want to pull your hair out, and it just it can be a frustrating league to bet on. And I think you're getting some really generous live lines for for certain players at half. And for whatever reason, man, BD just has a knack for finding finding the juice because he continues to get, you know, get guys that are halfway to their total at these ridiculous odds. And he has just been pumping out wins. So like, if it wasn't for him, I'd be, I'd be poor right now because <laughs> the amount of money he's made me last, the last two weeks has been, has been unbelievable. So just, I had to give him love shout out the BD keeping the Mooney guy, keeping the Mooney gang well-fed and go follow him on Twitter, man, because he's probably the be, you know, the most slept on capper in the game right now. He's just, he's that good. We've seen some tweets on it as well. Trying to shout out your guys. Love the loyalty there from the moonshot. 
and the founder, Kenny McAndrews. All right, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. We saw some Lambeau leaps, a bunch of them yesterday, in the big win at Lambeau Field, 23-20 over the Chargers. Again, we talk about one-score games. I said the goddamn stat yes last week. Now make it five of their six losses in one-score games. The Chargers, can they, they still cannot figure out a way. Kenny had a great tweet. I mean, just a terrible, a great quote from last week's show. A terrible way to start this Justin Herbert error of the Chargers. And, and here we are now four and six. Staley is on the brink of getting out of this this beautiful state of California and Los Angeles. But a terrible loss here, a game that the Chargers needed to have, had to have, and could not get 23-20 over the over the uh, Chargers for the Packers at Lambeau Field and Jordan Love. What do you got, Kenny? It's it's bad. It's uh, If you're a Chargers fan, like I don't know if there is a – I don't know what fan base can be more frustrated than, than Chargers fans, I would say, over the last you know five to ten years. I think maybe – for for a bit that there is there is an argument for Atlanta Falcons fans after just that Super Bowl L alone was enough to like put you into de- into depression for a couple of years. I think Chargers fans officially may have a, a bigger gripe here. Now, granted, there aren't many Chargers fans. Even their home games are like home games for the other team. But dude, this is this is bad. I I don't know how Staley still has a job. Um, I know that the the Chargers ownership is just so cheap, and it's going to cost them a lot of money for them to fire him mid season. But at, at some point, man, he's got to go. The locker room clearly is gone. Nobody believes in him, and he's just. He's a loser. When you have a loser coach, that loser DNA just bleeds into your team. And now you have a team of losers that's four and six that has, again, probably talent-wise, a, you know, a top six roster in the NFL. And they just can't find ways to to win close games. I think five losses by three points or less. Now you can make excuses. This guy's been hurt. Eckler is banged up. Mike Williams on IR. Palmer on IR. I, I get it. But at, at some point, man, you have to just find ways to beat the Green Bay Packers in a game that you have to have in, in the middle of the season. So it's just the years that they're dead. They're four and six. I think they're, they're live odds to make the playoffs are like plus three fifty. I think even that's generous. Like there's just, I don't see it. I don't see a path to them in, in any way. It's, it's tough. And I, uh, you know, I was listening to it a part of my take this morning. They called it early onset rivers. I, I don't know a better way to describe what's happening <laughs> with, with Herbert here. And you gotta, you, you gotta feel bad. I mean, this was, this loss isn't on him by any stretch that Quinton Johnson drop was disgusting. Keenan Allen dropped the touchdown. Eckler fumbled, I think on the two yard line. I mean, the dude did everything he needed to do for them to win this game, but the defense didn't step up. And uh, again, you finally saw this, this bubbled up frustration when he spiked that ball after, I think it was like a delay of game penalty or something. It's just, he's, He's officially had it, and I don't think I don't think there's going to be a mindset change or a mood change in this locker room until Staley's gone. Yeah, I hate it for Chargers fans because that Rivers comment gets me, and he was supposed to be everything that he's supposed to be the guy that's Rivers and getting the dubs for him, which is crazy. And I hate it because you are so right about the loser DNA from the coach going to the team because we got guys like Keenan Allen dropping third and eights on the ten yard line that could set up set us up for seven. Quentin Johnston, now they're calling him a bust, but that drop was insane. But and that, that drop is crazy, but he's catching balls that aren't caught caught in bounds that are insane catches in like the first or second quarter and dropping that. It's like, what is going on out here? And I it was a quarterback show for a little bit. I I haven't seen Herbie get loose like that with his legs. I've seen him run. We know he can move a little bit, but he was shaking guys, not going down easy. Like it, you can tell it meant a little something for him. And Jordan Love was dying. I mean, he found Chris Ross in the, in the corner of the end zone, that one ball that he had put down his head for, for like five seconds. Keeps finding Romeo Dobbs on these like clutch touchdown passes. And we highlighted Jordan Love on that one game when they played the birds and they only scored three points. And we caught some hate for calling him real. But time and time again, I think Jordan Love tends to be seen as the guy in Green Bay. And this is a win that you like you said for the Bears. I don't know if the Packers really wanted to win this game, but it was fun. We'll take the dub and we see what we can get out of Jordan Love. So but my question is like, what do you, what do you do with Jordan Love? If you're if you're a Packers fan, do you want to ma- do you want to mail it in, start over, and draft a new quarterback, or do you do you continue to give the guy the keys and see if if he's the guy? Like I think, you know, two weeks ago, I think it was it was pretty clear that he wasn't the guy, and then he's had back to back, dare I say, just competent games. He looked he looked outstanding yesterday. I know the Chargers defense is bad, but yeah. he looked great. I think it was just the first career three hundred yard yeah. game, and you got to give credit where it's due. He's doing this with a supporting cast of, of rookies. Dontavian Wicks is a rookie. Jaden Reed's a rookie. Romeo Dubes is a second-year player. Uh, Musgrave, rookie. I mean, what 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 he has to work with here is, I, I think I think a lot of other young quarterbacks or, you know, first-year starter quarterbacks have more to work with than what he does. They're winning games. They're four and six. And 
I know this sounds insane, but like if they can squeak out a couple of gritty wins, I mean, anything could happen. They play the Vikings late in the year. I think this last spot in the NFC is still open after the Vikings lost last night. It, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying they've got, it, it's not completely insurmountable where this team is going to be fired up. They have at least, a, you know, some goal for the rest of the year. And I, I think if you're Jordan Love, man, like the door is now open for you to get another shot as, as the starter next year. I think that door was damn close to shutting a couple of weeks ago and I and I think he's he's back in I think they're going to turn it back over to him next year and the jury's still out but I, I think if you're a Packers fan you got to at least have that that weird optimism of he looked pretty good our team is very young we didn't expect to win this game let's just let's just keep it rolling and enjoy our victory Monday let's remember when he got drafted too. talking about Jordan Love like the shock that everybody had so Aaron Rodgers team why are we drafting a quarterback this early and So I'm on the side of if you drafted him then, you obviously had faith in him then. Like, you got to keep it now. You can't can't go away with it. And like you said, you know, back-to-back good games. But then you got to just trust it. You guys trusted him when you drafted him so early to kind of put the – what everybody said in the media is, you know, pushing Aaron Rodgers back on his heels. Are you done in Green Bay? Are you not good enough anymore for Green Bay? Um, So I think you got to trust it with Jordan Love. A couple, like, quick notes I would on this, uh, you know, state here is uh, how about Stone Smart on that catch? But (laughs) not even just the catch and run. And a touchdown. What a fucking awesome name that is. So it's smart. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. And then number two, like, feels really bad for Quentin Johnston. Um, last night and this morning, I don't know if you guys have seen all over social media, when he got drafted saying, you know, well, hey, mom, my mom's done working. You know, Ooh, she's putting her two weeks yeah. in. You're done. And all of these guys are just like, putting like gifts and videos of his mom like oh like dropping like indeed.com like get another like it's just awful stuff uh but again that's the game right there I if you like catch that pass so and like I, I, he'll figure he'll figure it out yeah. I, I do it, it's gonna take two good games for him to get his confidence back again i just spent five minutes you know raining about how you know the the resurgence of jameson williams and what it's done for the lions i think quentin johnson will figure it out but i, I really i really do believe I, I until until staley is fired i, I think there's this this dark cloud of just loser just hanging over this this team and it's infecting everybody. So get rid of Staley and th- good things happen from there. 100%. Let's head over to our Sunday night game. Actually was a fun primetime oh, game was, I to was watch. so excited. Okay? Dobbs on primetime. Come mean, on. I was Dobbs actually Dobbs excited. Dobbs on primetime. He was plus 270 to score and he did that. We also look at somehow the Broncos were favored in this game as two and a half point favorites, but they don't cover that. They do get a late game winning drive. Kind of a duck throw, but a great catch by Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone. The Broncos win this one 21 to 20, home at mile high. We see one of the sickest beats we've ever seen out of the Discord and the moonshot. What do you got, Kenny? We got a good game from Dobbs. Not a great game on the ground from the Broncos, (laughs) but damn, they found a way to get it done. Hey, this this Broncos team in so what four four, in four a row. straight four four, in a row. four straight and guess what Packers Chiefs Bills Vikings I mean three of Hello. three of those four like are are ex- exceptional wins there's just there's just something happening there's something brewing in Denver right now man um this game this game hurt a lot it it hurt my soul easily the toughest L I've I've taken this year we had Jerry Judy thirty receiving yards in each half. Uh, again, the market that we've fallen in love with. And he had he had 30 on the dot, 30 on the dot. I think he had 19 yards in their last drive before halftime to get us to 30. So, like, when that happens, you're like, look, like, the I think the, the, the hard part's over. He got us to 30. They're going to get you're going to keep feeding him in the second half. And then I think on their, their first or second drive, he got he got 28 yards. So he had he had five catches for 58 yards, like the entire second half. And then he had that touchdown drop that was like a five yarder in the bucket. And then I don't think I don't think he was targeted the rest of the game. So. That one hurt. That one certainly hurt a lot. I had Vikings money line too, so that really hurt. Um, but you could just you could just see the writing on the wall, man. I mean, the Vikings had complete control of this game. They they go up seventeen to nine in the third quarter, and then it's a fumble, interception, field goal, turnover on downs. Um, I'll say this, even as a, as a Vikings money line holder, uh, the game was at least it was within like it was within my grasp a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I bet the Vikings, and two minutes into the game, if I had the option to cash out, I would have. Oh my god. That opening drive, that weird pitch they ran to Dobbs when he just got his shit rocked. Ugh. Like I, hold on, you're telling me that our French, our, our franchise quarterback, just tore his Achilles in the middle of the season, and we have hit, we have struck gold with this miraculous journeyman that is having this career resurgence with us. Yeah, let's run the tight end pitch to the QB 
on the first drive of the game and and literally get him absolutely blown Rockers. up. Right to the med just tent, got bro. just got blown blown the fuck up. How are you putting him in that position? And the first question I had was, does he does he lose some of the protections that quarterbacks get when he when when he gets pitched the ball and is immediately becomes a runner? Like I think he does. So you're oh. putting him in danger for no reason whatsoever on your on your opening drive. Like at that point forward, the Vikings deserve to lose this game. I, I I'm surprised that they hung in it as long as they did. But I just these NFL coaches, man, I scratch my head. Like you just watch Kirk Cousins blow an blow a, an Achilles. Yeah, let's run the tight end pitch to Dobbs on our first play. Like, what are we doing? He was cracked. It's one of the few that that one and then and then the other game. But McVay got Stafford killed on the flea flicker that we just watched on Saturday. It was the same play. Like some of these co- some of these coaches are literally trying to be college coaches, which is insane. I saw people talk. I actually want to get your opinion on this because I saw people getting kind of loud on the Kevin O'Connell Coach of the Year tickets. I think he was sitting around plus eight hundred, plus a thousand. That has to be dead now. Like that has yeah. to be dead now. That was just disgusting. Like I and also one more thing. I don't could be a little overstating, but at the end of the game, Samaj P. Ryan off the backfield, catching those passes, leading the Broncos on the field. I was getting some remnants of like James White. Sorry, Falcons fan, but the drives, the OT to lead the to lead the pads back. Like it was nice to see Samaj P. Ryan doing his thing. It, I I do feel happy for us. It's something about Sean Payton. Did he break these boys down to build them up? Like I don't know what's going. I was kind of out on him. He was he was loud on Hackett. I thought he was going to get it too. He's doing kind of everything Hackett said he was going to do. I don't know. I'm going to keep my eye on it. He might have built these boys down to break the building back up. I don't know. I mean, dude, ever since ever since Miami hung 70 on him, like the most embarrassing game yeah. ever, like this defense has, has has completely, completely turned it around. Just in their last last five games, they gave up 19 to the Chiefs, 17 to the Packers, 9 to the Chiefs, 22 to Buffalo, 20 to Minnesota. Like, it's, it's just it's tough to score on this team right now, man, especially, again, in mile high. They have a tough yeah. place to play. It's uh, yeah, that altitude makes it just it, it it makes that much of a difference. But dude, this team has a lot of swagger right now. You've got a, you've got Sean Payton who was you know in the process of like the most embarrassing comeback for a coach like that that I, that I could remember. I mean, the amount of hype that this team had. So good for the Broncos, good for him, and good for Russ, man. I've never been a big Russ guy. I don't think he's one of the more like you know beloved QBs in the league. He's a little weird, but he has played solid this entire year. Even when again they were. They were, what, one and five to start the year, and none of that was on him. I mean, he came out of the gates playing some pretty good ball. It's just their defense was, like, historically one of the worst defenses the first six weeks of the year, like, of all time. And they've, they've turned it around, and they're winning games. Broncos country, let's ride. On the Kevin O'Connell front, if uh, I think if Minnesota won this game and continued to win some games, the argument's there. I mean, we, we had a conversation last week about Dobbs, you know, comeback player of the year. I don't really see it. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole again. The O'Connell coach of the year, I think, made a lot of sense. Like, you're telling me that you got this guy ready and prepared at, at that at, at that clip. I think he was in contention. And then the second they ran that tight end pitch, just <laughs> oh. the tickets were shredded. Tickets are shredded. You can't be the coach of the year and do that. There's just no way. You're talking about the quarterback of the Broncos. What's he say? Mr. 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 Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on, too, uh, the pressure from this Broncos D-line. Um, let's also remember if, and not forget if Kirk Cousins was in this game as a pocket passer that he is, he would have been killed. The fact, the, the amount of plays that Dobbs was able to be elusive and get out of trouble, turn something into maybe a two yard game or, or or a three yard gain, something that was not a, you know, what Kirk Cousins does look once. What did Chris Conthorpe say in the broadcast? Look once, look twice, look three times, and throw it away. Dobbs was look once, look twice, look three, and then let me just get out of here and see what I can do and make something out of nothing. And he was able to do that. But if you look at the sacks that were coming late at the end of the game when Dobbs was getting absolutely shredded in the pocket, I was the only thing I was thinking was if Kirk Cousins was here. I mean, the game, I don't even know how many points the Vikings would have been put up because it would have been, you know, three and out, three and out, three and out, sack after sack after sack. Dude, it, I think. D lines across the board, I feel like just get just get better and faster and stronger every sing every single every single year. Like I, I was trying to just look back, like, all right, it's been the year of the under. What's what's caused that, right? Why why is that? You know, there's a lot of bad quarterback play out there, but I think a, a large part of this is just driven by dude, like defenses are just better. And I think the 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 backbone of these defenses is is their pass rush and their D line. I mean, D line has become the most important position on the field right now. And to your point, th- I think Going forward, if you're if you're a quarterback in the NFL, I think there is just a, a minimum requirement of mobility. Like you have, you just absolutely have to have. I I think unless you're like 
what the rare exceptions because you look at you look at all of the you know you look at the playoff picture right now look at the quarterback of, of each of these teams all of them have some mobile ability with the exception of like jared goff and i don't know like even even purdy i think is is enough like purdy's purdy can do enough out of the pocket just to just to stay alive and it just shows man the the days of the pocket passer i think are lo- are long gone um it's just it's a new it's a it's a new league it's a speed driven league and i think if you're if you want to be a quarterback in the nfl right now like you don't you don't have to be like lamar jackson fast but you have to have just enough athleticism and enough mobility to be able to extend plays against these D lines that continue to get more elite and more dangerous every single year. So it's just, it's, it's, it's the changing of the guard. We've seen it coming. I mean, again, you look at just, you know, some of the quarterback play over the last couple of years, but I agree. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins is a tremendous quarterback, but like, this is one of those weird games where like, I, I, I think you need it Dobbs to keep you in this game more than Kirk Cousins. Not to say that Dobbs is a better quarterback, but I think he was better suited to keep them in this game again, until they ran the tight end pitch and almost killed him. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on that just because, I mean, even just looking at the first team that comes to mind, uh, the team in the Bay that just got uh, Chase Young added to the line. I mean, that's another scary line. Oh, Manny was talking about it last week saying, oh, we're doing all this just to get the fucking Jalen Hurts in the playoffs? Really? And speaking of Jalen Hurts, let's head over to uh, some quick predictions. I want to hear what you got on this game on your team, both of you guys, and the Philadelphia Eagles at 8-1 heading to the Super Bowl rematch, only it's in our head this time against the 7-2 and two Chiefs. Are the Eagles going to move to 9-1 and one and stay on top of the entire NFL, or are they going to now move to 8-2 and two with the Chiefs and the Lions as well? What are your initial thoughts here, Kenny? It's going to be it's gonna be a great game. Um, I don't like being too confident, but, man, I, I, I have a hard time not, not buying into the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. I just think they're, they're, they're hungrier. Obviously, you're coming off the Super Bowl L, so the motivation is going to be there. They're less distracted. Nobody on our team is dating a world famous pop star. And like when you t- when you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, you're talking about football. You're talking about wins. You're talking about results. We're talking about the Chiefs. You're talking about Taylor Swift. I think that it's like a legit distraction. This team is fired up. You have a healthier Jalen Hurts, a little more fresh off the bye. Cam Jorgens is fresh. I think, the, I think the Eagles win this game outright. I think they're the better team. I think on paper, they grade out better than the Chiefs top to bottom. And I do believe you're getting a preview of the Super Bowl right now. I know I feel like every week I'm making new predictions, but I can't I can't continue to like I can't die on the, the Cincinnati Bengals Hill without without Joe Burrow. So unfortunately, right. I, we are back. Right. It's, it's going to be Eagles Chiefs in the Super Bowl. This is part two of, uh, of a three part <laughs> series. Eagles get it. Th- Eagles get it done tonight. I, I really believe that if you want one pick, I'll give you one. I already put it out in the discord. It's, it's just it's simple. You don't have to overthink it. Click it one time. Move on. Enjoy the game. Just bet Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown. In no, uni- in no universe should Jalen Hurts be plus money to score a touchdown. I mean, look, he's he's your goal line running back. And you look at what the what the typical touchdown price is for an RB1 on a great team. that It's usually like, you know, minus 115, minus 120. Okay, what about an RB1 with 25 TDs in his last 27 games? Like That's like McCaffrey numbers. But you're getting McCaffrey at minus 220. How in the world are you giving me Jalen Hurts at plus 120? Just click it, bet it, hammer it, and then don't bet anything else. Just bet Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I love it. I'm on I'm on the same page too, because I don't really under like I get what the odds makers are saying, but like, come on now. Like, I can't I don't really see a world where the birds lose this game. Only time I can see it is if it because the Chiefs defense have been good this year. They've been very good. If it turns into that kind of defensive kind of grueler and it's closer at the end and Patrick Mahomes can kind of do his thing, they might be able to sneak that one out. But I love the birds in this spot. Just hungrier. A couple injuries that might be a little concerning, but I think the bye was massive. I don't think people are really talking about us coming off the bye like that, which how banged up we were going to the bye is just too, too big for us. I do have a question. Primetime streak of unders. Two capable I'd say quarterbacks. I'm not really quick to say offense with the Chiefs. Will we see a primetime over or a primetime prop gold mine game? Possibly, Kenny. If we don't get it tonight, we're never gonna get it. We're never. Like gonna it's, get it. It, 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 it has. It's just simply. It has to be tonight. And look, I feel like everyone's been saying this before. A lot of the primetime games this year, and it just been. We, it's we felt legitimately, you know, legitimately cursed. But it's forty five and a half. It's the Eagles and the Chiefs. I know both defenses are great, but the offenses are better. Mm-hmm. I, I just. We're so, so long overdue for that just ridiculous 45 to 41, everybody it's goes over type of game. Spot. 
and I just I I I'm I'm fully confident. If if this game if this game is a dud and it's 21-20 birds, like I might not bet a single player prop the rest of the NFL season because if this game can't go over, then no game can go over. But I, I I'm with you, man. I think we finally break the streak of primetime unders. And uh, look, it's not that I can't see any path to the Chiefs winning. I think two and a half is a fine number. I think it's going to be a great game. But if gun to my head, man, give me the Eagles. Give me the points. I think they're more fired up and they're just. I think they got a little more juice to play with tonight. Jalen Hurts to the fucking moon. You also have to assume that everybody and their goddamn mothers are going to be on Travis Kelsey at minus 120 to get in the end zone. Probably. I haven't seen that in a little while. Yards have been Probably. down. Usage has been down. We need uh, – Taylor Swift is not going to be in attendance. And she's still in this tour. So, But if she was, then it was going to be a lock. But I think I'm just saying that as, as somebody that may be looking to take Travis Kelsey to get in the end zone. Even at 125, like that feels like a fair, like him at 125 feels like a good number. And then Hurts, like early in the year, he was minus 115, minus 120 for for a few games, which, in my opinion, is the fair price. And I just I wouldn't I wouldn't bet him at that price. I just I don't get how he's plus 120. He's he's got four he's got touchdowns in four in his last five games on a bum knee. They're not going to not continue to do the tush push because it's it's automatic. And it, look, it's. Like, I think this game probably decides who the favorite is for the MVP going forward. I mean, if the Eagles win this game, Hurts is the MVP favorite. If the Chiefs win and Mahomes looks like the god that he is, I think Mahomes is the favorite. So, hey, give it to I'm me. sorry, bro. I was, watching, so I was watching the Texas game yesterday, and they had a graphic come up about the MVP race. And it was Tyreek Hill, CJ Stroud, and I want to say it was Pat Mahomes. So they're missing someone from the Eagles there, right? Like at least at least AJ or Jalen Hurts. Like I don't like what like what is that? Am I like what is that? And after tonight, when the Eagles win and Hurts looks like the god <laughs> that, that he is, I don't think people are going to be making that mistake going forward. Yeah. Look, I love CJ Stroud. We've talked about the Texans a bunch. He's awesome. He's going to run away and win Offensive Rookie of the Year by a landslide. He's not the MVP. Like let's just we can cool. pump the brakes there. He's playing really good. He's not the MVP. Uh, Tyreek, uh, they've they've cooled off a little bit. I don't know. Like they're it's they're, those those video game numbers have just just ever so slightly just have slightly 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 tapered off here. Uh, I think it's going to come down to either it's going to be Mahomes or it's going to be Jalen Hurts. And uh, again, this game could swing those odds in a big way depending on how it pans out. A Super Bowl rematch tonight, Monday Night Football on ESPN. Kenny, thanks for joining us for Week 11. We will see you in Week 12. Have a great Thanksgiving. Excited Thanks. to hear about the uh, the turkey bets. Uh, and the success that you have on the three-game slate on Thursday Thanksgiving. I'm pumped, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Always a pleasure. Go Birds. Hell yeah, Go baby. Birds, Enjoy baby. Enjoy tonight, baby. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, CEO and founder of The Moonshot, our Monday guy, Kenny McAndrews. Very nicely done, sir. Thanks Oof. for another great week. Let's keep it rolling here in Week 11. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button and have a podcast on Spotify. Keep it rolling with those ratings. Appreciate you guys. All right, AFC North matchup in Cleveland. The Browns win this one 13-10 without Deshaun Watson. Like, done for the season. Uh, Steelers in a good spot. Both 6-3 and three teams, but the Browns get the best set of Steelers. The Matt Canada Steelers. <laughs> and move to 7-3 and three in this 13-10 win. What do you got here? We saw Jalen Warren, uh, Najee Harris talking about yeah, it. Like, see what Najee Harris is saying at the end of the game, saying, like, the reporters are asking him, did they know what plays are coming? He takes a long pause, and it's like, I mean, like, yeah, sometimes it felt like they knew what we were calling. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is going on there? I just got Najee for a trade in fantasy. Terrible week to have that happen. What do you got here in the Browns, man? This is a massive win for the Cleveland Browns. Defense. Like, unbelievable. DTR comes in, does what he has to do. We move to 7-3. Good for the kid. Throwing four was moving. We were doing our thing. I just, so we had a little post, right? We're talking about Steelers offense and shit. And the Matt Canada haters came for us crazy. Not necessarily that we were saying that Matt Canada was a good OC. He had a couple good weeks. We were just trying to see where y'all were at. And now we completely see where y'all are at. Now, it is the Cleveland Browns. This is the best defense in football, understandably. But there was absolutely nothing out of water bug Jalen Warren for his offense. And I think... For the Steelers, I mean, listen, this isn't the backbreaker loss at all. You guys are going to find a way. There's somehow, somewhere with Mike Tomlin, you guys are going to find a way. But this was just a game, I feel like, with how the North race was ending up, it was almost like a layup. Like, we're moving. Deshaun Watson gets hurt. Hope you're okay. But we get DTR. We can't. And this, is the, this was in Cleveland, right? This was in Cleveland. This was a game at Cleveland. Like, we could just steal this one again, and we're really not supposed to win. And the 
Matt Canada offense was just in full effect. I, I, uh, I just don't know. I might be with Shaw. I'm going to be watching this train closely because now it's kind of making me like, what's like, what can you really say about Kenny Pickett? Uh, not good, thanks. Okay. But Matt Canada. Oh, shit. Okay, you guys want to go there? Undrafted free agent of the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, Tommy DeVito has more career games than Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett with multiple passing touchdowns. You're telling me that Kenny Pickett only has one, and now in back-to-back weeks, Tommy DeVito, Syracuse undrafted free agent, has two. And you're gonna tell me that that's your quarterback? We're the Matt Hanley guys, Matt Hanley guys now, because that's not my quarterback. That certainly better not be your quarterback. Get out of here, Kenny Pickett. Goodbye. I can't disagree with you yet. I'm just ready. To, I like Kenny, and I'm ready to say it's not his fault till we get till we get Canada out of there. I don't, the jury's not out yet. There was one funny thing I saw too about this game. Uh, Steelers helmet was on the ground, and Miles Garrett picked so it up. When you went there, they, ran over they said, "Hey, we're not having this again." They said, "We're not doing this again." I was. <laughs> he said, done. "Give me that back." I was done. I was like, "Everyone, oh, like, man. we are all good here. Everyone knows what the plot is. We're not letting that happen." Again. Oh man. Mason Rudolph, man. <laughs> Skull's probably still got an indent. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> All right, to Thursday night. Quickly touching on Joe Burrow's season-ending injury. That was very tough to see. Uh, he was, like, hurt bad. And you could see the pain on the sideline just trying to throw, uh, trying to make some passes on the sideline. Saw a lot of speculations uh, pregame when he's walking with that wrist brace into the stadium before this game in Baltimore. We're now seeing a possible investigation going with the yeah. NFL. Why was he not listed as a injury on an injury report? Um, and I saw some clips. I, I, I really just, I hate that I forget what show this is. Carson Carter show. I forget, and I apologize for that. But this guy I've seen multiple times on the, his clips explaining that Joe Burrow is actually hurt, and he's going to get hurt in this game. Uh, because of that video that he saw with his wrist. And he was exactly right on that. The Ravens are able to capitalize in this AFC North division without Joe Burrow leaving early in this game, 34-20. We saw a great game from Odell Beckham. He looks like he's, like, I mean, some of these plays look very similar to his time in his tenure in New York. Uh, He did get banged up with the shoulder there. We'll see how that affects them down the stretch. But at 8-3, the Ravens look good. They look atop of this AFC North, obviously. And uh, also, like, potential to go after this AFC as a whole. Yeah, so, like, with this Joe Burrow stuff, man, that had to be a brace, right? Because they're saying, like, we're not tweaking. All right, first and foremost, we're not tweaking. Now, there's something to be said about, I understand the start of the season, it was his calf, and now it's his hand. And that it, it's it's weird and ironic to think the end of the season is his hand or his wrist. Do we know, could this have been an injury that happened? Like, did his hand get messed up when his calf was messed up and he couldn't move around as well as he could have? You know what I'm saying? This is just a question that I have to ask as a fan speculating. How much of problems with this team came from him not sitting down at the beginning of the year with a lot of the turmoil going on with the team. Like Jamar Chase said. Like Jamar Chase said. I just told him I had to say and just ask that question. Another thing with this game, Mark Andrews injury looked terrible. The hip drop tackle, they say, gets another one. They say they're And get rid of I it. was watching the game live when Jordan Travis fell prison oh. to the hip drop tackle because Florida State was down 13 nothing. and I thought this was a great live bet spot. Tuned in to watch Jordan Travis. I mean, and that's a legend in Florida State. Heartbreaking. Two really heartbreaking injuries. Like, and Are you going to get not, rid of that tackle? Because I'm not one to say you got to get rid of the hip drop tackle because it, it's sad because it seems like a play. Every time someone goes for a hip drop tackle, by the way, I cringe. Like, I broke my leg on a hip drop tackle, by the way. So, like, it. it but you're asking, how the fuck you going to get Mark Andrews down? You chasing him from the five-yard line. All Mark Andrews wants to do is score. Like, I... I can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys lose their job if they're, they, they're in the film getting called soft. They lose their job. They don't find a way to get them down. So it's really, and like the Dallas Goddard tackle wasn't a hip drop, but it was similar. And we talked about it on the podcast. And I was kind of like, people were saying it was dirty, but I'm like, you got to get a 6'5", 250 guy down somehow. man. And like, I think it's going to be addressed in the offseason. I think they're going to change the rules. Um, and I think it's tough because you do really got to protect these guys. I mean, it, it's claiming. I mean, every single year they could probably they probably already looked into it, um, but you gotta wonder how much has this changed the game, like the targeting rules, because it's becoming to a point now where the games, the product's getting bad, man. Like you know what I mean? And I think a lot of it has to do with the physicality leaving. So I, 
I really, I'm really interested in what you guys think. Like, I, I, I have a strong feeling they're gonna address it, but I don't know if they should get rid of it. It's just, it's unfortunate to see how like people is claiming, but it's just a tough call, man. Tough I'm to happy me. I don't have to make the. I'm happy I'm not in the meetings. I'm happy I'm doing this with you. We're damn, not in the meetings. Damn straight about that. <laughs> um, just tough to see two season-ending injuries. Dude, two in iconic, one game. iconic people. But we can just highlight that we had a good primetime game. Facts, facts, Fun. facts. Uh, besides, you know, our, Monday, our Sunday night game and the injuries, uh, you know, it was a good primetime game. We will keep it pushing here to the Miami Dolphins in Miami hosting the Antonio Pierce Raiders. And they almost won three in a row. And they were trying almost. really hard. And, um, you know, I, as a Bills future holder, I've said on the show many times, they are the one team right now that is holding me out of that plus 5,000 cash. Um, so I really wanted the Raiders to get this done. We'll get to the Bills in a little bit. But... Uh, twenty to thirteen for the Dolphins. Tyree Kill, uh, again, he's just solidifying a, a a top receiver in this league. Excited to see what what you know our guy AJ Brown can do tonight. But you know a very sloppy win. We talk about yeah. a bunch of sloppy games. Sloppy win for the Dolphins here. They they're able to get it done and celebrating every win you can get. It's hard to win in this league. But moving to seven and three on top of this division now by two games against the Bills. Uh, this is this is looking like it's going to be on Miami Dolphins AFC East once we conclude this season. This was a big W for the Dolphins considering what's going on in the AFC East and the fact that like listen they got the AP led Las Vegas Raiders coming in and for some reason Aiden O'Connell is like a very competent like he like low key Aiden O'Connell is having like a less flashy Josh Dobbs run you know what I'm saying where it's like I'm proving myself as a starter a little bit I can have it. I don't know if he's going to start next year good for them though. The touchdown that Tyreek Hill had just proves time and time again he's really just not good. Like on a slant, he catches the ball between five people and just I don't know how time and time again he just blitzes off between everybody like that. I am a little concerned about the Dolphins because when we talked about them a couple weeks ago, I did say that that addition of Jalen Ramsey could be the X factor. This, this, and that. I'm not saying the defense looked bad, but ever since that week, they haven't. It has not been the same Dolphins juice. Now I don't know if they get concerned. A win is a win is a win is a win in this NFL. And when it comes down to seeding and home field and how things are going to shake out in this AFC, you'll take them how you can get them. But, I mean, I can, I think there's four, three, four teams in the AFC that look better. I think probably three is a safe number. They might be that four slot right now. But we need to see these guys go up a little bit at the end of the season because it's a little concerning, just a little bit. We also have to shine light on their – uh, pick up in the offseason, who was out for the majority of this season, now comes back, and that's number five, Jalen Ramsey, with not one, but two big athletic diving interceptions. Um, I mean, this guy's unreal, and we can see why they bought into that Jalen Ramsey hype uh, and got him onto, a, 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 a yet again, another winning culture and a winning franchise now. Uh, just spectacular play yesterday against this Raiders team and taking two of the three interceptions on that stat sheet for Aiden O'Connell. But again, you're right. Dolphins did not look as good as they should have and could have yesterday against the Raiders team that, again, is trying to find the culture of where they are. We're, after this new coach, again, we're now, I guess, almost four weeks into it, still trying to figure out where they are, who they are, and how they can continue the rest of the way through this season. And this is a game where, I mean, I could have seen the Dolphins winning this one by almost three scores. So, uh, 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 like, promising for the Raiders, for sure. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to shit on them as much as I nah. was against the Giants. Nah, um, we didn't know he was that passionate. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it's, it's, it's my fault again. But now that'll be a good segue into the Giants. The New York Football Giants complete the season sweep. 2-0 against the, the Washington New York Giants Commanders. completing a season sweep is fucking insane. Oh, my God. I never thought I was going to say the Giants. How is that possible? Great defensive play. 31-19 over the Commanders. Deontay Banks goes on Instagram Live in the locker room. Grew up in Maryland. Starts talking about the Commanders, saying, you guys could have had me at 16. Fuck the Commanders. Look what I did to you there. And he said, "What? how did 17 do? How did 17 play today? Banks were fucking closed. A very nice play out of the young rookie. And, uh, I mean, look at this Giants team, man. Like, you, like, one of the things that made me laugh a little bit was, like, Brian Dable at the end of the at the end of the end game in the locker room. He's like, hey, look, like, we're no doubt about it. We're a good football team. Let's not get it twisted. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But you can say that they're a good football team because they played with a Tommy DeVito quarterback. And now we're into our third-string quarterback. And also, 
Got to give a lot of credit to this defense. Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence. So the real deal on this defensive front, Kayvon Thibodeau now 10.5 sacks on the year with two yesterday. It's just unbelievable. Isaiah Simmons with the pick six to end this game. Uh, there's a lot of things to be happy about on the defensive side and Wink Martindale's defense. Hopefully they can keep him after, the, uh, after you know, this long year. Um, but, I mean, like once this team can figure out an offense and figure out this offensive line and get that side of the football correct, this team's going to be a lot more fun to watch because this defense is very spectacular under Wink Martindale. Uh, also great to see Saquon Barkley, two touchdowns, um, 83 yards. You know, Just happy to see these guys get a win and have some fun and enjoy the game and enjoy the season. Saquon Barkley was moving. The defense looked insane. Like Just turnover after turnover. Sam Howell. I was talking about how we couldn't sack Sam Howe, but y'all could a little bit, and we're getting to him a little bit. Nine times. Yeah, like, I mean, goddamn. So maybe it's not just, maybe he was just us. One play that I thought was crazy from this game when Sam Howe had my respect as a dog. I know y'all won the game. But it was like that play where he was trying to scramble it on the one on the one yard line, got hit like three times. Like the scrum happens. Oh, I was like, finish. we got a little bit of real, a little bit of real football That's going some life on. Over here, Things huh? you like to see on a, on a Sunday. We got some real football going on. I. A question I have to ask you, because I'm not saying y'all have gotten y'all as beat bad with DeVito. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. But have you guys looked this good with Daniel Jones this year? Like, I, I'm just asking a question. I would have liked, liked to see what Daniel Jones would have done in this game. Because um, I, mean, I have a theory. Daniel Jones has not had a lot of passing touchdowns this year before the injury. Not now at we're all. looking at a guy... And undra- again, undrafted free agent still living at home with his parents from Syracuse. And, you know, we're getting a little celebration. Hey, hey, you doing with the, uh, you know, with the touchdown celebration. But again, I mean, three touchdowns, damn near 250 in the air. No turnovers. I mean, who in the right mind was expecting that out of this guy who was a sure thing before the beginning of this season? Never going to touch the field uh, besides maybe preseason. So I have to give a lot of credit to Tommy in this in this spot. Um, But again, I am a I've been a Daniel Jones backer. And the problem is, like for the longest time, there's been I've been saying it like squeaking it in there a couple times this season. I don't know if Daniel Jones would have made that deep throw. I don't know if he would have put it in the bread basket like maybe Tyrod Taylor was doing earlier in the year. And again, I'm now squeaking another comment in. I don't know if Daniel Jones would have had 250 and three touchdowns in the air with zero turnovers. I really don't think that would have been the case. So, again, a lot of credit that's that's being given but there. Like, what, I was, what I was getting at with the Daniel Jones thing is, like, I'm not even, even if he doesn't throw for 253 yards, I'm saying the Giants team. Like, when Daniel Jones was the quarterback, we had clips of guys not blocking. Yeah, fair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying, like, I don't think the Giants have looked as good as a whole 52-man unit with Daniel Jones being in. And mm-hmm. I think it had... I don't know. This could be incorrect. I don't know what happens in that building. But when I think Giants, I think Saquon Barkley. Yep. And when I think their leader, when I think who galvanizes that team, when you see guys pumping them up, who talks in the huddle before the games, it's Saquon Barkley. The kids walk around that... I'm sure there's Daniel Jones jerseys. But kids walk around the stadium with Saquon Barkley jerseys on. I think some people on that roster had a problem with DJ getting that money and not Saquon. I really do. I really do. I Like, guys were not blocking, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? The team has not looked nearly this good with Dale Jones being in the game. And it, it, maybe it does take Tommy DeVito snap. Like, he snapped. When your backup quarterback is snapping like that, like, it gives guys a different energy for There's a lot of good sure. throws. And I do really like that take, too. But I just don't know. I just don't know how they feel about DJ in that building. I would be interested to know. Yeah, me too. And it's funny how we talked about last week the possible, um, you know, possibility of getting two of those quarterbacks, <laughs> and then we have this young gun and this undrafted guy that comes out here and balls out. We so, love him. You know, I, I saw some report on Twitter. Who knows if it was bullshit or not? Just saying, like, you know, it's possibility that Daniel Jones and, and Brian Day will be back next year. Love to see that actually uh, a lot of money to invested. form. But you know, we we shall see as the uh, as the weeks progress in this NFL season. Over to another NFC East team, the Dallas Cowboys. After a beatdown of the Giants last week, head to Carolina against the now one and nine Carolina Panthers. They get this done, thirty three to ten. Got to give a lot of credit to this defense. There's been a lot of weeks in this year and a lot of games in this year 
where this defense is finding ways to get a pick six or a fumble return for, for a touchdown. Something like that. And I'm only like highlighting that because I have had that defense on fantasy. So getting a 20 point, 25 point, uh, you know, showing from the defense on fantasy is obviously very exciting. Uh, again, not much needed from Dak in this game. The plus 10.5 for the Panthers looked really, really good for like the longevity of this game. And uh, I mean, somehow, Panthers just going to Panther. And they find a way to, to, to not cover and lose this one 20 by 23. Um, again, finally, we bitch about these guys. Last week, we bitch about Tony Pollard not getting in the end zone. What does he do? He gets in the end zone. I don't have a lot on this game. It's just, again, I've been saying it all year. Dallas is really, really good against the good teams and they are against the bad teams. Yep. Dallas is really good against the against the bad teams, but they are really bad against the good teams. It's that simple. I don't see this team going far because they don't play the good teams good. I mean, I, like yes, I'm using wrong words there, but nah, that's it. But it's, they don't play the good teams good. It's that simple. I mean, someone just hit a slow clap for the Cowboys. Like this is the team we know. Oh my god, we beat up on the Panthers. Like I just some shit just gets old, man. Some shit just gets old. Good for y'all, though. Good W. One thing I had about this game when I was watching it, Bryce Young shouldn't have been in there, man. That boy was going to die. How many times did he get sacked? I had to be like 10 times, bro. I wouldn't be surprised if it was double digits. He was getting murdered. Like, this was actually a game where I think it was coaching malpractice by the time it was third quarter that he was still in this ballgame. Like, that's just bad. Adam Thielen, welcome to the lock list. You're still here. Your spot is still secured. You have not gone anywhere. Welcome I mean, to the lock list. Week to week, this guy has been on the lock list. <laughs> I don't, like, but this is the thing, like, uh, Bryce, how is Bryce Young supposed to progress? Because people were talking about C.J. Stroud and how much he looks like he's making a gap between the two, which can be respectful respectful to say, but, I mean, look at the difference between the two teams. I mean, this guy is getting pummeled. And the Texans actually look competent versus good competition. And a lot of that has to do with C.J. Stroud. But I'm just saying, this guy doesn't look like he has a chance. And he's like 5'9", bro. Like, it just doesn't even look safe for him to be out there. Even even CJ said, you know, he's in a struggling spot. It's, oh, it's, it's God. A, it's, it's, he's in, it's, and, and, that, and that was his PR. That was his PR saying, a struggling spot. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You no, know, he's, he's not in a... Right, that is 100%. <laughs> he's probably, like, texting him, you know, because they're boys. Yeah. Like, Bro, I feel bad for you, man. This sucks. Fuck it. But just keep your head down and keep Hell grinding, yeah. you know? Some of Because we of that all effect. see it. Uh, speaking of CJ Stroud, we'll I move over that. to CJ Stroud. The now 6-4 and four Texans... Uh, just thinking about them, I mean, they're just, who would have thought you'd be saying that they're this fun of a team to watch this year? Tank Dell, connection, unbelievable. Dude. Again, running game, back-to-back weeks. Devin Singletary just snapping. They have figured it out on the offensive side of the ball with C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, and Devin Singletary. These guys have something here in Houston other than a baseball team. I'm never going to lose that quote. Uh, they win this one 21-16. Fuck that baseball team. Fuck that baseball team. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> 21-16 over the Cardinals. Um, I mean, this guy, I don't know if you guys all saw that stat, but CJ Stroud had more passing yards at 259 in the first half than any other team playing uh, at the time at 1 p.m. in those 1 p.m. games. Good win for the Texans, moving to 6-4. and four. How many times have, are we going to say now, who would have thought this team was going to be like 500 or more than 500, two games above 500, let alone just being 500 after 10 weeks of football? Good win, Houston. Big win, CJ Stroud. Yeah, this was a personal favorite game for me in the one o'clock window. We got our guy Call of Duty Kyler coming back from his break. I hope he enjoyed the game. <laughs> Going to play CJ Stroud, who the show, who's a great friend of the show. And I love to watch Jonathan Gannon lose football games. This was a perfect storm for me at one o'clock. And it, oh, can I add? Tom McCarthy was calling the game. I was chilling. I was chilling. This was easily my favorite year to one o'clock sleep. That's the Phillies announcement for nobody. <laughs> Back for, for all y'all who don't know. know. Our guy Tom does call football too. What a pleasant surprise that was. But Kyler Murray can look the jump. That was a dime to Rondell Moore. And the first thing I thought of when I saw that, not like it was a whale, but this obviously was a game where you had to like, remember the longest pass uh, uh, props? Yep. This was a game where you got you to gotta have that. Yeah. Kyle Murray, CJ Stroud. Like, I got to start looking back into that, into that market. It's actually just keep it moving, though. Like, I, obviously, this is the one you wanted to have. It looked a little slight versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals look like they have a, a little bit of like a new energy with Kyler coming back, which I didn't think I would say. So I thought it was a Joshua Dobbs thing. It might just be a little different in that building right now. I have to take my guy McBride off the lock list for now. Put yeah, um, has scratch on him. I did. Kyler, Kyler, liked, Kyler liked everybody. It might have been matched with Penny last week. It's good to see James Conner moving. But this was another one where those Texans wins where it's like gritty. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It wasn't real pretty. 
I think there were some turnovers. Kyle looked decent. Both defenses looked pretty good. CJ Stroud finds a way to win a football game. And that's something that he does. I think he had another quote after the game that I forget what the fuck it was. But he had he always he seems to win these close games. Say a quote after the game, put it on Twitter, and, and like the CJ Stroud like court is just growing. And How I'm can here you not for love it, him? And I love it. Hey, let's shine some light too. Um, you know, I, I shine some light on Stone Smart on that name. It's kind of on that same wavelength. How about the jerseys in this game? Dude. White jerseys. Love the white helmets at Arizona. Were love the jerseys out of uh Houston and those like little like red kind of fade People mesh into that like navy blue. That was pretty cool too. I like the uh, like the jersey selections here, but from both teams. Uh, yesterday. What the fuck, Tank Dell too on that touchdown catch? Like, what the fuck, dude? I'm so, I'm an idiot. I traded, like, I traded him for a fucking second round. You traded Tank Dell, dude. I, I, you know what? So I Whoa. felt like I, in, a, in a in a dynasty league, felt like I couldn't use him. I know, stupid. I felt like I couldn't use him from the other guys that had on my roster, and he was hurt. And I had to make a decision. And now we're seeing back-to-back weeks or, you know, three weeks in a row. It's just gone back to... Yeah, to I'm not going to be that guy. So bro. I'm just hoping that with this second, I can find another guy like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but just just tough. All right, be tanked out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's like I love watching the connection, but now <laughs> it just pissed me off more because <sighs> I, had, I had the right read on this guy and it didn't work out. All right, moving on to an NFC killer that is now back after the bye. Two weeks after the bye, back-to-back wins for this franchise. The 49ers in the Bay at home get a big win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 27-14, Mike Evans, we see, get in the end zone. That was nice. But, hey, you know, Brandon Ayuk, great yeah. fucking throw, Brock Purdy, right in the breadbasket, and a long run, 78 yards from Brandon Ayuk. One of his five catches on the day for 156 and a touchdown. Got him in a lot of fantasy leagues, so that was fun to see. A CMC, you know, getting on the horse again. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's now again uh, a week where we can say, wait a minute, are we going to start that 16 or 17 game streak again? Back in the end zone. Good win, 49ers. So, this is only listed on some books. I think Barstool, which is now ESPN bet, yep. list, this, list this bet. I think Bet365 lists this bet for people not to score. So do we add CMC to the lock list? Damn. Dude, is it time to start a dialogue on CMC being on the lock list and not score? I do like seeing how you get off. It's weird because it seems like to be at the expense of Debo Samuel, who is one of my personal favorites. But, I mean, if it's making Brock Purdy look better and making his offense run better, I'm cool with it. I'm not too concerned with this loss here with the Buccaneers. It was a big get-right spot for the uh, for the Fortnite's last couple of weeks. I don't know if you saw this line, this Vegas line, but it was 13 and a half, I believe. And you get a good old backdoor cover. Of course you do. With the tud to end on 13. So sorry if you had that 13 and a half. Happy for if you had the Buccaneers plus 13 and a half. 49ers fans, you guys can continue to be that second little brother in the NFC, and then you and the Cowboys fans can continue to duke that out for who the second best is. Well, you know, we got to give it to them because beating them by, you know, damn near 50. Yeah, I'm. but yeah, the, the Cowboys, they're going to do what they're going to do. The Cowboys, gonna, Cowboys fans going to say what they're going to say. It's going to be a debate the rest of the year. I'm with you on that as well, but I'm just saying they're going to continue to have that debate. Y'all keep it pushing. Good for y'all. Good yeah, w. seven and three and trying to stay in that second spot here as, you know, Dallas is competing, like you said. We'll go over to the AFC East in a big AFC East matchup. We remember in week one when this team, the Buffalo Bills, played this team, the New York Jets, at MetLife. And that walk-off punt return by a rookie in overtime to win the game. And Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and this Bills team, after last week's un- Believable disappointing loss on Monday Night Football on that field goal where we got too many men on the field. After a win, hey guys, we're going to meet you across the river. We're going to stay at home. You guys are going to come to us and we're going to kick the doors in. Zach Wilson gets destroyed. We got multiple questions coming on in this, uh, in this QB room, in the locker room. In the coaching staff, what are we going to do with Zach Wilson the rest of the way? But a huge 32-6 to beatdown in a huge divisional matchup. The Bills get to 6-5. and five. And again, you guys are two, two, I said it earlier, two games back from the Dolphins. Keep winning next week's at in, in Philly. Uh, and that's going to be really tough. So. I mean, thank God they won this game. Dude. Because it, I mean, it's already loud, but it would have gotten ugly and it was like the writing was on the wall for like kind of one of those ugly losses because the way the last matchup went 
I saw some post on Twitter about where did Zach Wilson go. I don't know if you saw a little like compilation. They had like a Zach Wilson BYU tape going around. What happened like, to that guy? The day he fooled us. They they, they, they said that they said he was gonna be the one until he was messing with the Cougars. That's the that's the allegations right now. Right. It all took a left turn when he decided when he decided to do something like that. Again, big W for the Bills. I don't know my opinion. I don't know if they're gonna pull through for you. I don't um, think so. so. I think they dug themselves too big of a well, hole. They got, I, it's one, I and think it's, it's like it's one of those stories where like it's like finally you want to look like the team you guys were supposed to be like the whole season. Like finally you want to put together. Finally defense is showing up. Finally we're getting other guys involved. The whole offense is getting moving. Like last week Josh Allen was running the ball a lot. This week it wasn't that much, but there was more balance in the offense. Khalil Shakir's getting off. Like only took eleven weeks. Yep. I just ah. It, it, I mean, should have been a sweep against them, against the rest of the season. That's another win. Some, we got to find a way to win at home on prime time against the the Broncos last week. That's another one. Now we're tied at seven and three. What are it's we just, looking at for the rest? Can we look at the Bills? They have, schedule? The, they have the hardest schedule the rest of the way. Oh, nice. So there's just no way. <laughs> nice. It's not happening. That's why I, I I I knew that. You know, you look down here. Look at oh, this. God. Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Pats, Dolphins. So you 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 can solidify two wins oh right there. Oh my god! But again, that's the, in LA. the wild cards talk. Possibly, <laughs> dude. I mean. Them being five and five and five going into this, game, I think it was two. Was it ridiculous. was it last week or two weeks ago? That said, the, to make the playoffs was minus one fifteen or something like that. Yep, had it has to be way worse now. And they have to find like if they don't beat us, I think the game their game, which I'm scared of now, right? Because we have the Eagles, we have like a Super Bowl rematch, tip on the shoulder esque, big massive game. Like we probably spent the whole bye week on this game the rest of the year. Yeah. Probably gonna beat the shit out of the Chiefs tonight. Had the Bills coming in in a game that is for their season, bro, dude. The, like, the, that is going to be the biggest game Bills of the Bills got, year. Like, if they do not win that game versus the Eagles next week, it's I. It's over. Kiss the light day. It's over. Like, kiss it goodbye. I just made um, that game 10 times more interesting. Another quick note before we uh, move on here, last couple games, is we're seeing, again, time and time again, the Bills ambulance coming onto this field. And it is just getting, yeah. like, too sickening at this point to see one team go through this many significant, severe injuries at, you know, now this season again, we see it again, Taylor Rapp out on that ugly collision there, neck injury, stretchered, back wore off. You got to um, stop paying to DeMar Hamlin when shit like that happens to him. It's, it's sick. It's, it's, you know, you he, talk about sickening. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, right. it's like like every time we, we see an, the ambulance out there, which is now more times than not, yeah, apparently, at, in, at home with the Bills, we're now seeing uh, panning to Demar. Well, what do you think his reaction is going to be? Like, like what, what dude? Fuck? Like, obviously, he's going to be <laughs> torn to bits again because of his personal experience. Um, I did skip one game here. We're going to jump back to Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, thirty-four yeah. fourteen at home against the Titans. Hey, we saw for the Titans' sake, we saw a nice throw from Will Levis to DeAndre Hopkins. Good connection there. We know it's there, but we also know that Calvin Ridley. Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back, sir. Two touchdowns uh, and Trevor Lawrence running one in himself. Big day for Trevor Lawrence. Big day for the for the uh, Jaguars. At now seven and three, just dominating in this division. I saw a lot of people talking about Calvin Ridley on the internet, and I like uh, the Justin Fields bit I was talking about earlier. Did not indulge, and of course he scores twice. And of course he looks absolutely amazing. Yep. For some reason, I was afraid of his Titans defense, but why would I be afraid of his Titans defense <laughs> anyway? Good for them, though. Duval, keep pushing, keep winning. And this ever-competitive AFC divisional matchup slept on. These are not easy to win, but they made it look easy. And listen, like, we talk about teams like the Bills. This is why you handle your business early in the season. We had a couple losses where we were like, oh, Jaguars, we going to be. And they just keep handling their business. And I'm happy for them. My guys, my Duvalian is down there. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to say it. I will say it soon. It wasn't a big enough W for me to say it. But hopefully you guys keep me on board. I love Dougie P. I love what y'all doing. T-Law looks good. Everybody looks good. ETN looks insane. And I, that one-two punch he got in the backfield with him, with him and Dearness Johnson, I feel like it's extremely slept on. Because I, I feel like there are two backs that, oh, like, obviously Dearness Johnson is not ETN. But they kind of, like, run the same. Like, it's kind of like the same and look. And Dougie P. has a way of finding these backfield tandems. He did it in Philly with, like, the Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt. Like, he finds a way to get these tandems with his, with his offenses that seem to just work. And his teams just work. Hey, my new volumes, let's keep pushing, man. And we still got, um, you know, we still got our Auburn guy, Tank Bigsby, back there. Still well. have Tank Bigsby back there, so, too. So yeah, still uh, Kenny did have too. that play as well. It was Tank score? Yeah, like it ended up being a cash out opportunity. I remember seeing that yesterday. Might have been like crazy value. I forget the number. 5,000, 50,000, some crazy 
odd value that you know he's able to go search and find. Um, okay, last game of week 11. Another divisional matchup in week 11. The Rams get a win here. I'm, I, I normally say start these out with big win. Not going to say big win here. Why? Because Will Myers misses a 55-yard field goal just right to lose this game 17-16. The Rams take this divisional matchup. Again, here we start talking about teams that need these games starting at the mid to latter half of this season and to put the Seahawks at 7 and 3 that's that's a game we got to get Rams we're still figuring out who are like what's going on with the QB situation how Matt Stafford is health wise picking up Carson Wentz Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford running out of out of a locker room even just seeing Carson Wentz run out of an NFL locker room onto an NFL football field is wild to see uh but again this is a game the Seahawks have to have got to give a lot of credit here uh to Geno Smith he fought some adversity, getting hurt. Uh, I would love like to see what would have happened in this game if he was able to stay in. That connection with DK Metcalf in back-to-back weeks looks really, really promising for the Seahawks team, but a really tough loss here. Yeah, but a couple bad losses do not look really, really good for the Seahawks. In the NFC, that are actually becoming completely, uh, really competitive. Sean McVay, bro. How old is Matt Stafford? Isn't he like 38, 39? Like Sean McVay, bro. We got to keep our... They are putting him in harm's way on purpose, on a consistent basis. I talked about the flea flicker with, with, with Kenny on the show. He got killed through a pick. There was a plethora of other plays where... Staff, it looked like Detroit Lions matched Stafford out there, dislocating his shoulder and still playing. And this man is 38 years old. We have to understand what we're working with. I think it, Matt Stafford could have been like a... Like, the, the Super Bowl couldn't have happened, let me say. And he could have been a little worse of a quarterback. I'd have put Matt Stafford in the Hall of Fame just for off the toughness, bro. Like, yep. no other quarterback goes through what the fuck he goes through. That shit is not fair. Lucky you guys got with this got with this win, though. Because, I mean, the, the final drive, I mean, I feel like the Seahawks could have put together more. Got a little better position, but Will Lutz missed the, field, missed the field goal. But, like, fucking heck. The Rams still stay in the playoff race somehow. Like, the Seahawks and the Rams are in the same spot now. Think about that. If we would have said that three weeks ago, because didn't they play three weeks ago when the, when the Rams were like when the Seahawks were like four and one, five and one? Let's see. Like this is just depressing. I mean, I also it was a promising year for the twelve. We yeah, were four first and one. first game of the season. We were four and one. Well, I mean, the other thing I wanted to definitely state as well is another. Very disappointing week from Cooper Cup. I know he got hurt. I yeah, know. He's on the I lock. get it. He might be on the lock list for unders, bro. I get it. Nah, he might uh, be on the lock list. He, it's it's very list. tough yeah. for a fantasy owner of Cooper Cup as, you know, a guy that when you draft him, that's a wide receiver one spot, and now he's just not. Puka Nakua. Hey, like, that might be the guy now. And we saw the picture of him with Gunna, and, and, you know, you could see the fit. I don't know if you saw the picture. But I did. You could see the Puka fit. Like, is that not like an L.A. fit? Yeah, like, he's nah, really yeah, embracing yeah, nah, that L.A. kind of culture. Well, can we see what the Rams put next week? Because you're making a good point with Cooper, and I might want to add him to the lock list to understand. But who knows? It's, 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 he's <laughs> playing. He's playing. Um, uh, they're, they're in okay. Arizona against the Cardinals. No, that. No. Okay. That's like the grand jury game. Yeah, but who, we don't even know if he's going to play yet. Yeah, you don't. Okay, but if Cooper plays, because the ankle, whatever, Cooper plays. That would literally make it five straight weeks. That's the grand jury game. If you can't hit it over versus the Cardinals, we are slamming his under versus the Browns, surely, right? Like, he's added to oh, a lot. Yeah. He's added oh, to yeah. a lot. So that's the grand jury game. Cooper, I know you don't give a fuck about this show, but we do, and we are watching you extremely close. You know, we saw he started one of his own there with Matt Stafford. I saw that uh, about a month ago. But, okay, uh, sorry about all that bullshit, guys. That is the... Uh, conclusion of week 11. Thank you for being here on YouTube. And if you did watch on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button down below so you're not missing any new shows this NFL season. Our audio listeners, loyal listeners out there, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we do appreciate the hell out of you. Give us those ratings. They do help us a long, long way. And if you do want to see our clips from this show and connect with us on social media, Make sure to do so as well. Our Twitter is at ADED Podcast. Our Instagram is at ADED Pod. And our TikTok is simply the name of the show. It's been a fun, fun week 11, as it always is with Kill Kenny. Hey, guys, have a great goddamn Thanksgiving.
Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at the All Day Every Day Show. And that's what you've been listening and watching today with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Great Thanksgiving. We've got a great Monday night game tonight. We'll see you next week in week 12. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.